welcome to Power Start Your Day with Dame Nicola Smith-Jackson, helping everyday people to build their empire and win at life, money, and business. And now, here's your lifestyle money and business coach, Dame Nicola. Morning, family, and welcome to Power Start Your Day. It's Dame Nicole Smith Jackson. We're going to reawaken your spirit this morning, resuscitate your passion, renew your mind so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you, and that is for you to build a big business. Listen, we're coaching you every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I want you to know that God does really want you to have success in life, money, and business. Uh, we're going to have some great conversation here on this morning about uh, financial freedom is not a luxury, it's a necessity. I know we're going to have our, uh, we call him Uncle Myron hopping back in here soon, uh, as well as we have, of course, Abdul, we have Nate, and we're going to have a few more people hopping in. But this is what I want to talk about. Um, we got a change in power in, you know, our country. And I don't, I don't want this to be anything about the political side of this. I just want to talk about what do you believe it really means for you and your family? You know, financial freedom in these days with um, the way the market is going, um, fluctuations, uh, inflation, uh, just so many changes because of uh, even the pandemic. It stimulated something, but it also uncovered uh, where we really are as a world, as a people, and what are our priorities. And, you know, if our priorities may not be, it's not about do I think it's right or wrong. It's about how do you feel about your life and your experiences uh, during these, this last year plus, and it doesn't look like it's going to change much. And so we want to come here. We want to give some solutions. We want to get your questions answered, but we also want to make sure that we keep it simple. So we're going to be here for um, about an hour today, not much more, but we want to um, hop in really quickly to talk about if you want financial freedom first, you've got to count it. You've got to know where you are, where you're trying to go. And so we're going to be coming out of Luke 14 and 28 on today. And the word says, for which of you intended to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it. Now, if you feel like you're running out of anything when it comes to resources, whether it's time, money, um, uh, just resources, not even information, not even knowing where to start, where to go. I got a lot of DMs after yesterday's call, and I'm very excited because I see people opening up. I see people who are becoming more vulnerable, and this is a very good dialogue. Um, I don't want to get emotional because, like, in my heart, I know there are so many people that are hurting out there, even though we're smiling and we're doing so much like in social media, because we're doing like what we think people would expect us to do, even to build business. But in, on the inside, we still are holding, whether our scars from our ancestors of us not knowing, not feeling that we're more than enough. And then we're always constantly trying to prove ourselves instead of um, in the back end, uh, preparing ourselves. And so um, as we are here, I want us to go in prayer because this is the opening. This is the floodgates opening. We're seeing proof that whatever it is you want to achieve, it is possible, but we've got to count and say where we are, where we're trying to go, and I want to give some clear uh, direction, and I want us to have a lot of interaction on today, so I want you to come in the queue. 
blog talk come in the queue quickly because we're going to take you first and then we're going to have our panelists. So Father God, we come before you. We honor you today because today is the day you've made and we're glad and rejoice we're here in the land of living. Heavenly Father, we're thanking you for um, this moment in time where we're coming together for just clear solutions for your people. Let their uh, ears be inclined to hear what you would have to say concerning us in seeking financial freedom, not in the way that the world has defined it, but in the way that you intended it for us and our families. Dear Lord, as we know that so many things are broken, um, people from the spiritual all the way into the government, so many things are broken, but we know that nothing is too big for you. That means nothing is too big for us because you reside in us and your infinite intelligence will give us not only the direction, but also the protection as we're going through to create and do these great exploits in your name. Dear Lord, lift up each and every one of the panelists. Have their mind go to their highest place of servitude. You said the greatest amongst us is our servant, but we're here to create more servant leaders that will go out and serve where it's needed the most. As we're not only coming into the spiritual healing, let us come into a financial healing, but move forward quickly, expeditiously, so we can take our rightful place as this transfer of wealth is occurring. We honor you and bless you and seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So I'm super clear on this morning. Um, I can tell you yesterday, some of the um, questions that I got in the inboxes and, and, and people, I, I dropped the books, the two books. I dropped uh, Unshakable and The Path, which are like... They're kind of in the same flow. Unshakable is a shorter version of Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins. And then um, the um, Money Master the Game. And, um, and then now we have Unshakable in the Path, which is the newest book that came out even during the pandemic. And um, it's going to talk about a lot helping you solidify, you know, um, understanding more about investment, understanding why you should be investing, and how do you even choose financial advisors, so to answer those kind of questions. But before we go into that, I want to I talk about, um, you know, some of the challenges that many people have where they're afraid to face the numbers. And this is very, um, you know, before we get into investing in FANG, if you don't know what that is, that's like the Facebook, Amazon, um, uh, Apple and uh, the Netflix and the Google, these are the top uh, five giants that are mastering. And if you, you have um, index funds or you're investing individually and all these things, you know, um, before we even think about that, you got to think about, for me, I would encourage you to count what you have. And there is a very simple very simple equation that many people have used. They call it the millionaire equation where you your living expenses um, are 50% of your income and then 30% is more like your wants and all the other lifestyle things you have. And then 20% is what you invest or you're saving to invest. And I found that even as I was creating and building my empire, there was a major flaw that I found inside of that uh, particular equation. I know I've seen it so many places, and um, but I'm not sure that whoever made that up was thinking that now we are creating consumers, and, I, and maybe it was a setup that we're creating consumers with 30% of your earnings, where they did not even include your deduction of taxes, 
30% of your earnings is going into la-la land of however you want to live before you even achieve financial freedom. And so we have all these carrots dangled in our face on a regular basis that things that will give us um, either immediate gratification or help us feel or think that it's going to make us feel richer or be richer, and it doesn't. And so I want to talk about that. I have a, I've rearranged it. I did it myself, and I've been using it with um, Pete Millie's, and where um, I have 70, it's a 70-30 deal, and 70% is everything including the wants, your living, and business expenses, and the 30% is straight investing. You're paying yourself first, and so now that comes off the top. You're paying yourself first. You're also giving into um, some type of tithe offerings, what have you, and then now you also are investing in, um, in assets. Uh, you're investing in assets, things that appreciate. So 30% is going into uh, sources of generating more income without labor. And that has worked tremendously for me to where now I'm able to live off of 20% of my income and be able to uh, invest. I live and do everything off of 20% of my income, invest, business, everything. And 80% now has been able to now go into investments. And this now will create uh, a place of security where, you know, uh, they say financial security, uh, it can be, hey, that you have at least 12 months of your, your basic bills um, already somewhere away from you. Like, you don't have to even think about that. If something were to happen, like a pandemic, you can go 12 months with a breeze. You know, um, financial independence is that 12 months without even having to work. Like, period. Everything you could think of, um, your entire lifestyle, if you were to look at your bank accounts for the last 12 months, if you were to look and say, hey, I, I you know, $20,000 or $30,000 was able to come out of this um, the last year, and I have that sitting somewhere, hopefully it's growing, and then now um, financial independence is where that can go for um, many years, right? And so you want to um, think about wealth in the mindset of, it was said to me this, and it, and it stuck with me, and you don't have to take on this if you don't want to, but it was said, you know, a, a lot of people look to become rich, but many people will never become wealthy because wealthy is how long can you live off the money you have without working? How long can you live without changing your lifestyle, not one bit, without working? Without working was the key word. And that gave me a goal to say, well, your lifestyle, how long can you go on that lifestyle and not lift a finger, meaning it's coming from either residuals, investments, or whatever, how long can you go? And so I want us to think of that and say, okay, if that's the goal, would we change what that 50, 30, 20 Describe to us saying 30% is just basically frivolous. Yes, we want to enjoy life and you can, but do you really need 30% of income if you don't even have the basis, whether it's insurance or vehicles that will eventually move you to wealth where you don't have to work for every dollar that you, you earn, right? What, what do we want to do? Well, I want to open up this call now to discuss it because there are a lot of dangling carrots, and in the meantime, we can get so wrapped up in even what's happening in the news, what's happening on um, the scrolls, and even what's happening even in Clubhouse, and the midst, our own house is in shambles 
financially. And I want to, and, and it don't look like it on the surface, but when we start counting, we realize that we might be way in over our head in debt. And when we look at that debt, that debt did not make us any more money, meaning it was not business loans. I don't know, student loans, many people say the student loans didn't make them more money or not enough to even pay off the student loans and their lifestyle, maybe. I don't know. I might be wrong. I, I wouldn't be the expert there. I quit college, so I wouldn't be the expert there. But I want us to have this discussion because I'm seeing, and I have a lot of family members, and they're scratching their head like she was like least likely to succeed because I probably would have been considered like the rebel, like doing stuff ain't had no business doing. But my mindset was always outside of the box and it's worked in a standpoint where now I'm able to have peace of mind um, concerning money. And it's a very touchy and, and upsetting subject for many people, not because uh, they don't want it. They don't really think they can achieve um, this level. And by the way, you don't have to be a millionaire to become financially free to be able to say that you can earn that kind of money. It's all about what lifestyle you decide you want to have. And so let's take the pressure off of that. A million dollars would help you significantly. Yes, it will. It'll make it easier for you to guesswork, right? But let's talk about that for a moment. Good morning, Abdul. God bless you. Nate, Bishop, Danikia, T-Money. Good morning, guys. I, I can't wait to get and dig in to, um, to this subject. And we're going to move uh, so we can bring some people up. So go ahead and, and, and raise your hand. Uh, we do have um, some people here at Blog Talk. So uh, God bless you. Good morning, Abdul. Let's talk about this. You know, rationing out our money to where we do have that money for that business deal that we want to do that can take our life or create more income generation. And then we still are able to live. out. And then we, we are investing. We, we're doing stuff. Let's talk about that. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, just like you said, you don't, you don't have to, like, uh, make a million for you to live like a millionaire. Right? <laughs> it's all about making sure that your expenses are low, way, way lower than your income that you generate. And it's, it's not really what you make, it's what you keep. Right? Mm -hmm. We have a lot of people that make a million dollars. Uh, I mean, they don't, they don't have <laughs> a million dollars cash flow. Mm -hmm. right? So uh, if you make money, it, it's just, I mean, it's just about what we discussed yesterday. If you make money and you don't know how to like, keep on growing, uh, there's no difference between you and someone that's starting from zero. You have to ensure that you're not starting from zero every month. You have something that can sustain you that you live off of, right? So uh, for me, uh, the world we are in right now encourages a lot of consumerism. That means you have to have something to prove to the world that you have this amount of money. Yeah. Um, I'm young, 
now, so I'm putting my money to work for me such that by the time I'm in my 30s, I would have enough to like, no, I, if I don't want to work, I mean, at this stage, if I don't want to work with anyone, I can do it, but I'm just deferring gratification. And that's, that's really key. Like you have to be able to defer gratification and know what is essential. No one really prepared. Um, I wasn't in business when the 2008.com bubble started. I was young. I was a teenager by then. So I wasn't prepared for the 2020. Uh, I, I wasn't prepared like business-wise that, oh, this pandemic would occur and stuff like that. But the only thing that gave me that shock absorber was because I was financially interested when it comes to like mm-hmm. having enough research, cash flow research. Mm-hmm. Right? If you have cash flow that you sit on and you also have investments that generate you cash every month, I mean, you are good to go. Right? So it's all about knowing uh, that you need to determine the kind of life you want to live and don't try to keep up with the Jones. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, don't keep up with the Jones, the Jacksons, the anybody. You know, the guys, the names, don't keep up with anybody. You got to run your race. <laughs> if you want to live this notorious lifestyle and you end up in debt for that, I mean, people that like, you're trying to impress will be the first to tell you, oh, so he was actually pretending. So you can't start. Yes. Right. So why try to keep up at your own detriment? Right? So for me, it's more about using your assets, the money you generate from your assets, to like now live up the life that you want. Yeah. If you can't really afford it, there's no reason why you should try to like pretend like you can afford it, right? So it's all, it's all about uh, learning how to really work around with your yep. money. Because if you don't learn, if you don't master money, you become a slave to it. That's right. You don't, and you don't want to... Money is a tool. It's something you should use to better your life, not something that should uh, dominate how you live your life. So if you want to be very, very successful, I mean, I don't see my job as very, very successful yet, but <laughs> the little success I've attained uh, has been able to come from knowing what to say no to. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many people are yes men. Yeah, I don't want to offend this person. I don't want to offend this person. But come to think of it, if you don't want to offend mm-hmm. anybody and you end up offending yourself, that's the worst thing you can do. That's so powerful. So powerful. So as, um, I want to, um, this is so powerful. And if I, in between, I'd love for people to write down this word automation. And I want you to think about also um, benefits. I want you to write down automation and benefits. And automation is something I've used to like set it and forget it, right? If you're that person that if something comes up, you might be tempted not to pay yourself and say, I'll double up next month. Or you're that person that maybe, you know, life gets in the way and you forget to pay bills on time, uh, you know, because, you know, the months keep running, you're really out there. I, I, that had happened with me when I was in first started network marketing, we were running, like we called the ignorance on fire. And literally you're working, working, working. You look up and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't pay any bills, right? 
And so, like, the automation, that, that same thing that we gave the 70-30, or if you decide you want to do the 50-30-20, it's your, it's your deal, right? This is your freedom. Freedom is meaning you choose it. Automate it so that it is what it is. Every bill on your, on your plate, even if you're saying, I have to go, I'm going from paycheck to paycheck, automate it around the times you normally would pay it. And you can have these payments going out because I see so many people have even their income that could have gone into whether their Robinhood investment account or even add some more money into their insurance account or whatever it is, and it's going to late payments or it's going to additional unnecessary interest. These things add up. Remember, even a dollar a day compounded over 30 days can be $5 million, but people are not counting the dollars. They're thinking like it's so small, and that's not how wealthy-minded people think. They think that every dollar counts. And so I would say automation, and then I would say the benefits. You know, one of the things that had fast-forwarded, I would say, um, my wealth track was not only the idea that I went into the industry of network marketing because an ordinary person can do extraordinary things through that, but I looked at benefits, like the, 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 the particular company, and this is not telling you to look at this company. I'm just giving you on how I looked at the opportunity. Because some people get opportunities and they're just thinking about getting a pin from the company. They're just thinking about who knows their name, what flyer, um, who, who are they being featured on a flyer. And the whole time I said, I saw a five-year retirement plan. And I saw a five-year retirement plan and I said, hey, if I can only just even get um, get a million dollars. I had a three-year goal of I wanted to earn a million dollars. I superseded every goal because of that focus. But one thing was on side, uh, alongside of that company were some benefits. Benefits where the, the, the biggest bills that I had, which is obviously your mortgage, and most of the time, if you like a luxury car like me, those two things, the company would pay for it if I got to a certain place. And in my mind, I could say, wait a minute, this company's going to pay $5,000 of my mortgage, right? I was, we were paying that. $5,000, that's $60,000 a year, plus whatever I got. To and they were also going to pay up to $1,500 a month for a car. That's $6,500 of where, number one, an and, uh, appreciating asset of the home that if it's paid down, I appreciate it. And then now the depreciating asset of a car, right? So, so I got to the place where I said, I need them to pay that off. And do you know that made it where the home that we lived in, we've been, we were in the home for years before we got in the company, but now we've been here 11 years. This home would be nearly totally paid off, zero, zero. And the benefit of that, it gave me a fast forward. So now that money that we would have been putting somewhere else, we put it somewhere else. And even the company we were with, one before, I've only been in two companies. The company we were in before, I built enough residual income that that company paid for the first three years of being in another company 100% of our bills. I see people, they want financial freedom, but they don't take it seriously enough. I built the residual income from the prior company that paid three years of all of our expenses giving us a three-year head start. And then now the next one, four years in, I'm seven years in, then that one paid off nearly the home and all of that and allowed us. I, I want people to understand that it's not, if, if I was only in the flashing gas, you would have saw, seen me change the car every moment. You would have seen me do so many things. And in the background, 
a whole empire was being built to where the peace of mind, the financial security, and independence. And I share this with you to let you know, first and foremost, in any company you can exist, you're just not paying attention. The focus on I'm getting there for a reason. And I wrote inside of the thing, I said, I want to retire at 50. I just turned 47. I want to retire at 50, but I want to have at least 30 years of my expenses when I retire. And obviously money will be compounded. I've already met that goal. All in the idea of the goal was financial freedom. The goal was not to be popular. The goal was prosperity. And so I want everyone, that way it gives you such a confidence. It's a, it's a journey. But I, what I did in, you know, those years, took 13 years. How many people work? How long do people actually work before they can say, they, they can achieve and say, hey, I don't have to lift a finger for my entire lifestyle. I'm talking about the luxury stuff, a Chanel bag here and there. I, 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 I put all that in there. I said, no, ain't no way I'm going to retire and be tired. And ain't no way I'm going to be retired and be denied. So anything I wanted, I put it in there. And so I want people on the line to know that it is possible, first and foremost, and you don't have to be in super highly risk investments to do so. It's about knowing the rules of the game and understanding the power of wealth building. So Nate, good morning. God bless you. What would you like to add this morning? Um, and then we're going to go into the first question on blog talk. And as people come in, raising their hand in Clubhouse. Great morning. Great morning. How are you, dear? Good morning. All right. Well, I'm just going to add on to a couple things, and then I'll quickly mute myself out. But with, with, with Abdul, what he shared, I concur. And I'll give you a real life for me. For example, in buying my first property, I made a decision that I would not spend more than $100,000. I said, I'm going to buy this for shelter. I'm not doing it for anything else or shelter. I don't care about anything except for the purpose in which it would serve. And then four months after buying that home for shelter, I bought a four-unit building for the purposes of having that building pay for my shelter as well as produce income. That's something that that mindset is something that everyone can do because it began with me looking at what it is that I had and making a decision beforehand, independent of what someone would have approved me for or independent of anything that was external. It was Mm -hmm. all a decision. So first thing I want to advise everyone to do is recognize that you have complete control of what you decide to do. Have a pause button. That's a note for you. Have a pause button. When you're beginning with the end in mind, that pause button will determine what you make decisions on. And when you're clear about what you value, decisions are easy. When you're clear about what you value, decisions are easy. The next thing I'll tell you is that with my wife retiring last year, in doing so, I said to her before she made that decision, I said, if you decide to do this and you do it because you don't have that ability to have that particular asset you create that you thought you created to continue to pay you for life. If you take this recommendation, 
I will tell you that you can now make a plan that within four years, you can achieve what you did over 26 years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And with that said, that was, again, a begin with the end in mind that each and every one of us have a, an ability, no matter what your income level is right now, you have an ability right now on paper to make a decision of what you're going to do moving forward based upon counting the costs. You're able to evaluate everything in the context of what your end desire is. It's like if you know you want to go from Florida to New York and you know that you want to get there by a certain time, then you can decide what vehicle is going to get you to there. Everyone won't get you there. So you've got to take the time to evaluate in accordance to what your desire is and then allow that asset of your time to be properly used so that in turn you can move forward. And so I'm excited about this quote unquote new journey we're on because we're now in, after we just completed year one, and now this year here will be officially a full year. And I'm excited about moving forward with, with that. But again, no matter where you're at, you can assess and make a decision because you're in control. And then the last thing I will tell you is that that flow of income difference that changed my life when I got this theory, this, this image, it wasn't even there. I got an image in 2001 as I was leaving the military and that image came from the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it showed me the flow of income difference between the poor, the middle class and the wealthy. And this right here is what changed my life. It was recognizing that poor go income to expenses then out the window. Income expenses mm-hmm. out the window. Recognize everyone has an income statement. So that's what that looks like. Income expenses out the window. The second piece is income to liability, which has an expense then out the window, income to your home loan, which has a monthly payment out the window, income to your car loan, which has an expense, then out the window, income to your credit card debt, which has an expense out the window. So that right there, that cycle gives you an idea of what most people, 68% of people, why they live paycheck to paycheck. But here's the key that everyone can do, because I did this back in 2001, and that was income to asset, to income to asset to income, to asset. And if you've gotten introduced to the home-based business space, then that's an example of you being able to take advantage of that idea of going income to that home-based business for the purposes of generating income, Mm -hmm. to then go acquire assets, to then create more income, not for you to go get Gucci bags, but to create more income, Mm -hmm. not for you to go get a a, Mm -hmm. a name brand car, but to create income, not for you to go floss, but to create income. Have the pause button and play your game for the long term, play chess, not checkers. And I will assure you that no matter where you're at, that discipline right there will allow you to create the life that you desire. Thank you. That's so powerful. You know, that's what we're talking about. In that 70% we're talking about, that's including you, your business. You reduce your living expenses. And you'll be so busy, you don't even think about all of that stuff and put majority of the money in the business. My uh, mentor, Dame D.C. Cordova, she was actually a partner with Robert Kiyosaki for nine years in that program, Money and You. And that Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and the Sharon Lecters and all of them, that's the circle of where I learned from. Literally, their, their true Rich Dad that he discussed was on one of the calls that we had, a private call that we had uh, a few weeks ago. And that whole idea of you feed what funds you, you feed the business. 
that's not what many people do. They'll say, I got to pay my bills. Listen, no, you take the money and you feed what creates more income. You feed the business. And then now you will move from just being that self-employed person into a real business owner where now you're an asset to the economy by creating income for others, whether you're employing others or through contracts or whatever. And now you start to reduce taxes. But many people don't get to that place because their mindset is like, uh, do I do ads? No, I only want to do what's free. Do I get a coach? No, I only want to do what's free. And they're not understanding that. Investing in things that will actually accelerate your income generation Investing in things that will grow your current business is where majority of your income needs to go. So you reduce any of your living expenses that's possible, including TV. You know, Myron, he was the one that told me, if you weren't earning 20000 a month, um, you don't deserve to earn a television. And that was like, what, 12 years ago, maybe? And still to this day, when I watch television, it's so ingrained in me, like I think that it's like the enemy to my success because I'm like, if, if it's not, if I'm going to watch it, it better be profitable, feeding my soul, my mind, or the bank account. It needs to be going towards that goal, just like what Nate shared. And so the automation, starting where, begin where, with your end in mind is what, you know, Nate said, Abdul talked about, you know, don't try to keep up with the Jones. You know, your, your goal is you want some cash flow, and, you know, identifying, like, what do you want to really experience at the end of the day? And, and Abdul said something so powerful about what to say no to, what to say no to. Just like for me, I know that one hour of this is plenty enough for what I'm doing. I have other ways that I generate business and things like that outside of Clubhouse. And I said, wow, I've been giving two hours regularly. And do you know that last night I was almost like convicted the Holy Spirit is like, that's not exactly what I want you to do. And I'm saying, you sure? And I'm like, here we go. So much so that I have to go on a, a sabbatical here soon that I'll be preparing for, for a total reset. I keep hearing the, the whisper of reset to make sure I'm not anywhere out of line of what it is that I am truly trying to accomplish and even just get caught up in, hey, having great conversation, you know, with, with people that, that really, you know, it's great here talking, but I know that there's a plan. There's a huge plan of things that I need to be doing, and I'm in process. I have an 803 last four seventy five sixty one here at Blog Talk. Do you have a question for us, for the panel? And then we're going to go into Bishop Rasby. Um, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Nicola. It's Nancy Johnson from South Carolina. How are you? Listen, <laughs> from the cotton field to the capital, real estate. That's right. Good morning to you. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. And thank you so much for feeding us um, daily. And um, but like the gentleman said before, a lot of times um, we, we just don't look at things, uh, have like a five-year plan. For me, I know that when I was working in insurance before I was making the decision, um, after 19 years of working in insurance, um, I looked at it and said, if I could make this amount, if I could make that amount. And what I really found out, just like he said, um, when I wanted to um, make income, 
that would uh, produce enough income to pay uh, for our home, our cars, or what have you, I was just setting the bar too low um, because what I was seeking to make in a year with real estate investments, sometimes that happens in a month. Mm -hmm. So you just have to um, listen to the people that have gone before you, people that are doing what it is that you want to do, and learn from them. And um, the Robert Kiyosaki, um, all the people that have made a wealth in this um, in in the world, they know that they got to have their money working for them. There's not enough hours in the day for your money to just sit in the bank, uh, make no interest, not get compounded to make you wealthy. So information mm-hmm. like this is what I feed, feed on, and it is phenomenal. It's making me even think about things that, I know that if I had done a little bit differently even 30 years ago, because I've worked over 50 years now in a business. So um, thank you so much for what you're doing and what you're bringing to the table. And I tell you, if the people don't eat, it's not because they're not being fed. They just refuse to chew. Wow. You know, they refuse to chew. Listen, this is wisdom, Miss Nancy Johnson. Uh, before you go, because Ms. Nancy, she's a pink millie too, and but Miss Miss Nancy, you've been um, you've been in real estate how long? How many properties have did you and your um, husband personally accumulate? She she built a lot of um, assets through real estate, but then she's also uh, I would say one of the top real estate professionals for many many years in uh, what would you call it the tri-state of um, the Carolina. Yeah. Why us who you are because the wisdom it go it runs very deep, very deep. Um, why okay. don't you say the um the first property we bought uh, Nicola before I got licensed because I worked for an insurance company for 19 years and I've now been in real estate. This April will be 35 years. Um, we bought our first property at um, 19 and 20 years old and. Um, we have personally owned 160 properties. And um, like the gentleman before said, when the economy went down in 2008, we had 39 rental units. So um, my, first life, my first piece of uh, investment property happened actually in uh, 82, but I got licensed in 78, and then um, started selling real estate here in South Carolina, in North Carolina, in 1986. And so real estate is a real deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you have a book from the cotton field to the capital. Um, I've seen, even since you've been in Pink Millionaire Club, we've known each other. Miss Nancy and I have known each other over a decade plus. I was That's honored right. to be one of the people that she would always trust enough to come and speak about finances, about credit, about even getting her people prepared uh, through her getting um, others prepared for real estate, home ownership, or investing. And so, Miss um, Nancy, how can we get the, uh, the book? How can we get the book? Um, you can get a copy of the cotton, uh, the, my journey from the cotton field to the capital um, on my website, which is Nancy Opens Doors, 
and the uh, price of the book is uh, $24 if you'd like it um, autographed and mailed to you, um, or you can get it on Amazon. Okay, absolutely. NancyOpensDoors.com and NancyOpensDoors.com. Right. And so I, I encourage you guys to get that book because real estate is one of the holdings you want to have. Like I shared yesterday, that's not my favorite, but I own it. I own multiple real estate, and then I began to go, you know, heavier into where I can own into large, um, you know, large occupancy buildings and things like that um, through real estate investment trusts, uh, because I know that's a part of the holding. We need to, uh, people are always going to need somewhere to live, and God is not making any more land. Uh, and that's so right. we're going to want to have some real estate, like even right now, our whole family, we're looking for a compound, we're looking for some acreage right now, um, like 70 to 100 acres so that we can put some homes for ourselves. And of course, we're going to turn that into some money making things as well. So when you start getting an idea of it, it starts being just like common sense. Like I need to put money where it's going to be making money and where it doesn't, then it's, it's not profitable. It's not worth, you know, how people say it's not worth my time. Some of the stuff is just not worth your money. And then, and we'll we'll start just changing the way we think and feel about money. And it's not even about the status anymore. It's really about what do you want to experience. And so, Bishop Rasby, good morning. God bless you. Good morning. I think Bishop, are you there? Hey, good morning. Good morning. I'm in the gym. I do apologize. Oh, you're in the gym. I'm about to do my workout too. I'm like, woo, we got to get back going. How are you? Thank you uh, for this great opportunity to be able to share the platform with you and with all of these uh, great, great uh, co-moderators. I learned so much from each of you every day. Uh, I want to start with a precursor and um, basically ask you, where have you been most of my life when I was making all of these mistakes? Um, because uh, even as uh, Nancy just stated, she certainly did bless me um, with, uh, with investing in real estate and, of course, uh, I took a venture ignorantly to invest in a rich real estate investment trust and didn't realize that because of the minimal investment and the fact that it wasn't a short-term investment, that I was locked into something that was going to profit me very little. Mm-hmm. And I had to wait a long time for the little profit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so I did it through ignorance. And again, uh, I'm so very grateful for all of, you know, the false sense, as my mama would say, as opposed to talk sense. But now uh, that we are certainly receiving uh, the correct financial instructions, I believe it is the path to financial freedom. I- I'd like to share this. Um, I've been reading the book, Cashflow Con- uh, Quandary by uh, Robert Kiyosaki. And uh, I think regardless of where we are, and I know there are diversities of income levels that's represented in the club room, uh, clubhouse today. But I do believe it all boils down to one thing, regardless of where we find ourselves, and that's the choice. Um, our life is the sum total of the choices that we make, and we have to basically choose where we want to be and set a definitive goal and begin to work to get there. Because, again, financial freedom uh, means different things to different people, which means you have to find your particular path. You know, I like the way mm-hmm. you said it. And it, it was so powerful. And I love the way you always put it out there that you didn't go to college. That wasn't your route. And there are so many degree people, I mean, with financial backgrounds uh, who are successful, some who are not successful because some of them didn't find their path. And so I believe that you have to find your path. And that's another thing 
that Robert Kiyosaki talks about. And many times we look for others to tell us what that path is. Mm-hmm. But that's something that comes from within. And, and you will know it. Um, I like the way that uh, Dr. Um, Myron Golden says that your, your purpose is going to be at the intersection of your proclivities and your passion. Mm-hmm. And so we have to find that because as the old saying goes, if you do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And then everything else begins to fall in place and comes into proper perspective. That scripture you chose uh, on this morning, y'all forgive me. I just happen to be the preacher on the panel. I can't be anybody but me. Uh, but the reality is that speaks to the fact that you have to put some plans in place. There has to be some preparation. Uh, preparation time is never wasted time. It's necessary time because anytime you perform before you plan, you create something perverted. And so what you guys are doing and what you are helping us to do is understand true financial freedom starts with the choice of planning. Where do I want to be? Where am I going? Uh, How can I create enough passive income that's going to ultimately sustain my life, allow me to live under my means, but give me the potential to live above my means so that my means will outlive me. And Mm -hmm. so I believe that level of freedom starts with understanding what freedom is. Because again, it ain't free because somebody has to pay for it. But I think when we break it down, and, and, and that's what I do, I analyze stuff with financial it has to be that which pertains to money, liquidity, non-liquidity, resources, credit investments, et cetera. But then freedom deals with that which is without restraint and constraint. It's the opposite of slavery, like Abdul said. And so to avoid, to be void of financial freedom is to be a slave to money, to credit, and to investments, and to everything that pertains to finances. And so the goal is not just to get free. The goal is to take the whip and flip it and become the master and master those particular things. And I believe that's that's part of the problem. And I think it was uh, you and Abdul said yesterday, making money is the easy part, but becoming the master is the hard part. Mm-hmm. And when you do not become the master, you eventually return to slavery. Mm-hmm. And so I want to thank God for you because you, uh, you know, I've told you this, I believe you are spiritual, a spiritual Harriet Tubman. And I believe God has just prophetically allowed you to discern what other abolitionists to have on this panel every day so that we can help to bring people out because that's part of the obligation. When you are successful, when you begin to get some credit of success under your belt, you are obligated to share it with someone else. Um, I believe that many times we look at Genesis 2 and 18, uh, it's not good for man to be alone. We think that was God making an observation. It wasn't. God already knew that. He created us for community. It was God setting a principle in place that you cannot do this by yourself. And I'll close with this. If you ever wonder if financial independence is the same thing as financial freedom, consider this. Independence means you don't need anything. It means you don't need anybody. It is without aid. But freedom, of course, is without restraint and constraint. Everybody needs somebody. Even Tonto had the Lone Ranger. I mean, Lone mm-hmm. Ranger had Tonto. Mm-hmm. And so everybody needs somebody. You can't do anything in this world by yourself. You can think for a moment, well, I bathed by myself. No, someone made the bathtub and the pipes and put the water through it. Uh, somebody made the soap. I drive by myself. Someone made the car. No, there's nothing you can do alone. And so I want to be very, very, very honest and say to you, very open, rather, and say to you that I'm appreciative 
of you in my life and all of these other great um, moderators because it's helping me to get to a place of where I need to be. And it's helping me to understand I cannot be financially independent, but I can achieve that level of freedom that mm-hmm. I need at this phase in my life mm-hmm. and going forward. Thanks Absolutely. So, so thank you so much, Bishop. And, you know, as we um, pursue, you, you, you said something, and as you were thinking, you know, I, I'm not one to say, wait a minute, why is this public information that's out here about money and then why so many people are still failing? So if we go back to that 50-30-20 rule. They call it the millionaire um, you know, kind of formula. Um, if 50% is your bills and everything, that's just like what we describe. People are putting money into things that go straight out the window, right? Then now they add the other 30% for like your hoopla, yeah, every day is a holiday kind of thing. Now that's 80% of your income. Now, how many people are really qualifying for homes with that debt to income ratio? Very few. They don't even know it. They're saying 20% to investment, but they don't know what to invest in. They don't even know to say, okay, well, what is the yield of return? They go to their bank and they're offered CDs or money market accounts. And like you said, go into the wrong type of investments, like the real estate investment trust. That sounds great, but that was designed for it to sit over a long period of time. So the question was instead, well, when are you going to be access to this money again? Or what are you going to be using this money for? And so that whole 80% of your lifestyle going like nowhere is going to create a lot of disparity. This is that right now, the, um, in the last quarter of 2020, the interest rates for mortgages dropped as low as 2.65%. But then what they did is for conventional loans, obviously you can get FHA and you can, go VA and, you know, whether it's to hard, whatever, depending on, you know, they're the first time home buyer. I get that. I, I was in real estate, like heavy, 19. That's the first experience I had with building wealth was real estate. So I know that there's other ways around it. But now they already know that you can get into those homes with 580 and 620 scores when the average credit score in America is 711. Where are they getting that number from? The average has to be people that are in the 800s to the people all the way in the 400s, but they're saying the average credit score is 711 and that the bank's conventional loans, they started giving, you know, priority to the people who were above 740. Does that sound like most people that we know? Not most people I know, but we're thinking like we're in good shape, and it, it's not that, that, that true. I know I'm not in that shape, but I'm saying because I had to know and I had to do differently. But this type of blood conversation is not coming to where helping people understand if 75% of the economy is ran by credit, and then we're rolling with 600 credit scores just because we got in the home by the hair of our skinny chin chin and not realizing how much wealth we're losing, wealth capacity or potential we're losing in the process. We've got to talk about this. You know, so I'd love to go on to, we had um, some people come in for questions. Yeah, Gail. Gail, do you have a question for us today about uh, what we're discussing? We're talking about making financial freedom a necessity for those. And it's not about the millionaire deal. It's about you being able to be sustainable financially um, through any other hard time and for a lifetime. Because that's what financial literacy is, knowing how to manage uh, money and assets for a lifetime, not just for seasons. 
Gail, are you there? Did you have a question for us? My girl Donna on the panel. Good morning. I absolutely adore this conversation and everything you guys are saying is stuff I was doing as a, a young adult is trying to figure out how to have my money work for me. And, and uh, I realized early on when I was a parent that I couldn't teach that level of financial acumen to my daughter. And so I started working with her from a really young age to save, to invest. Mm. And I devoted my whole life to getting kids in the right mindset. So what we're doing, and I hear a lot of this on this conversation, is trying to amend what we learned as a child, trying to give up some bad habits about spending, about overspending, about spending all of our extra money that we don't use on our day-to-day stuff. And what I've done is created a whole system for parents to get their kids learning this stuff at an early age. So now 20 years later, these kids who've gone through our programs and these parents encourage this, are buying real estate. <clears throat> My daughter is, is the guinea pig of all of this. At uh, 26, she bought her first investment property um, the last year, and she's you know already cash positive on it. And you know her friends are all still like spending every penny they have. And uh, someone talked earlier about you know do something you love, and you'll never work another day. My favorite Warren Buffett quote is, "Find a way to make money while you sleep, or you're going to work the rest of your mm. life." So I'm really committed to having that that mindset that we're trying to sort of alter as adults because all of our childhood and young adulthood, we've learned to spend everything. We've been told by the media, by advertising, by everything. You know, oh, you got some more money? Here's something else you should own and buy. It has no asset value. That's right. And so I'm all about getting these kids to start at a young age. And so we've now built an app so parents can you know, transfer money to their kids and let them start making buying decisions themselves, but the first thing that happens in that is 10% of it goes into saving to invest. There you go. And, yeah, and kids are doing amazing, you know, small business projects, you mm-hmm. know, a lemonade stand or something, you know, but they have to learn that they use money to make more money. There you go. And if you don't know that from a young age, you spend your entire adult life trying to, you know, repair that mindset or operate inside of a, a faulty mindset and and wiggle things around so that they work better. And so I'm seeing if we start really young and these kids get this from that young, young age, it's just the water these women and they don't struggle trying to figure that out later. This and is I watch, so I watch these kids graduate to our program easily and without any stress or any concern do these major investments in their own businesses, in their own properties, and they have no... You know, we're not struggling with all these conversations we're having on this uh, in this room, which is how do we shift that, you know, mindset? Mm-hmm. They're already in it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was what I wanted to share. I love, I love, love, love this conversation. I do agree 100% about uh, financial, you know, independence is a necessity. Because in the world, if we are not able to, to sustain our own self, we don't have financial sustainability, I call it then we cannot contribute to the community. We can't make a difference in a world that works for everyone. So rather than this being about, I've got you know financial stability, all of you that have it are, I'm sure, major contributors to your world because you can't. And it's not just financial, it's like your energy. Mm-hmm. You can help other people become financially independent. You can create you know, you know, movements in your community that help other people. 
Uh, and that's not available when we're living in scarcity and we're afraid from paycheck to paycheck how we're going to make it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's what I wanted to share. Thank you so much, Gail. That was such a great contribution, and it's so true. You know, we go on into, you know, um, the Nikia. It's so true in, in the movement. You know, even the organization, we talked about benefits. I said automation and benefits, and I said, how many areas can you automate? Even in that automation, if you do, some people say, well, I do have a property. I have a, a house, and I have another property. Well, if you had the opportunity to make one extra payment per year, to pay off one of the properties, would it be the property that's an investment property or the property that you live in? Well, we've also used that ideology and paid off some of our rental property, right? To have those, and just so those now, again, become passive, like we talked about, income that you earn in your sleep and a, a totally um, a viable asset that can sustain. And guess what I think about? I always say, hey, if something go crazy, at least I always still know I'll have somewhere to live, right? Because we have properties that are still earning money, but we still own those properties. And I drive by one of the houses that we lived in, five-bedroom, three-bedroom house, and I was a single parent in that home with my children before Robert and I got married, and we still own that home. Bought it in 1999 when I moved from Florida, sold a few businesses and a few properties, and I got that property. And I can remember because of my credit and because of the money I had, I was able to get what they called was a, a, it was like a construction loan on the property. So I was able to have a mortgage of 500 and plus dollars where my neighbors were probably at least at 1200, $1,300. I used that additional money that I knew I would have been paying, and then I got another property and another property. And those properties are now near two of them paid off, and one of them will be paid off here in a few months. What we got to think about is all in that process of going on is saying, just like what Nate brought back, the money you have, look at places where you can have assets that are free and clear that will now become income generators along with the other things that you're doing. So that makes you want to hustle hard in your home-based business. Like with us, you know, we have the Youth Financial Literacy Program. $300,000 went to youth on financial literacy to go to college or what have you. But it's the idea of the movement that we are honed in on the source of the problem, which is the financial illiteracy, you know. And so um, love you, Blog Talk. We'll see you soon. And so the financial literacy that 